Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back for another video. Hope you all had a good Gamic 1, or if not, I hope Gamic 2 goes better. In this video, we'll be looking at how the team's set to line up for the next game week as we look ahead to another Friday deadline. A few surprises in Gamic 1, so there's lots to discuss. I'll be sharing my team and thoughts throughout the season, so if you're interested in following the content, hit subscribe. So here's how the team got on in the first game week. 74 points, which felt okay, 10 above average, but could have been even better. I consider myself fortunate to finish with a sure clean sheet given the blatant penalty that Wolves weren't awarded. Esther Pinion was brilliant against Luton, he had a monster game and despite the yellow card and conceding still a 7 pointer from him thanks to an assist and 3 bonus. At the tail end of the game he was still bombing down the left wing. Matoma and Jao Pedro with returns in that game as well. Early thoughts are, as expected Luton are going to be a team to target in FPL and Gamic 3 leaps out at me with Chelsea home to them. So there was the leak of Gabriel not starting, it was just a few minutes until the deadline so I decided to just leave it. In hindsight starting Chilwell or selling for Saliba would have been better. For better or worse, leaks are a part of the game now. I'd like to see official FPL try to manage the issue somehow. It's great for me and those in good time zones as there's an edge to be had but it is a global game so I do also sympathise with time zones that can't catch the last minute leaks. Last season I did push for them to move the deadlines to the first kickoff, which isn't a perfect solution either but it would at least give everyone equal opportunity to get the same lineup info for the first game of each game week. 920,000 managers had Gabriel and Stones, both of which we had early news of them not starting, so ultimately it'd be great to see some kind of change that benefits the entire player base, but until then we have to play the leaks game really. Interested to hear your thoughts on the situation there. Anyway, tons of chips were used last game week, so don't read into it too much if your rank's not great this early. 5 points separates 2 mil and 1 mil, 8 points separates 2 mil and top 500k for example. In fact you could be ranked 1 mil by halfway through the season like game week 19 and still finish very respectfully. And the ranks are the most condensed they'll be at the start of every season and they gradually spread out as we progress. So that's something we can all take encouragement in but also be conscious that a good start can slip. Let's have a look at how the team set to line up for the next game week and the transfer plans. So starting off in goal and it's a rare call up for Turner, with Pickford away to Villa he has got the better clean sheet potential. It is a one week sample size but Nottingham Forest 0.83 expected goals conceded was really impressive away to Arsenal, it was the third best to Gemic 1. Sheffield United on the other hand was second worst for expected goals. Again a one week sample size but Turner has to start. Sheffield United are pretty much playing the worst side and they lined up within the championship as well so I'm happy enough to give Turner this one, even though over the season I'm not expecting many clean sheets from Forest. Last season, Forrest conceded 24 goals at home, 44 away, way better team at home. The back three is Gabriel, Estepinian and Chilwell. So let's talk about Gabriel then and what to do. After 73 consecutive starts, 
and he played more minutes than any Arsenal player in pre-season, Arteta benches him. It's not one to panic about in my eyes, I'm fully expecting him to be back in the starting 11 against Palace. Sadly, Timber also picked up a serious injury in Gemic 1, which may boost Gabriel's expected minutes at least. Estepinha took 3 shots in Gemic 1, played 7 crosses and only Varane had a higher expected goal involvement. Wolves really surprised me in Monday night's game though, don't write them off just yet. They were very organised and they made life difficult for Man United and they'll certainly feel robbed of a point and look to rectify that against Brighton. Decisions to be made on Estepinian in a couple of weeks time, whether to bench him for the two tougher games or play him through them or perhaps even sell. Chihuahua completes the back three then, the first defender to rise in price this season, 5.6 mil now. He had a great game against Liverpool. If we look at his heat map, he's no defender. Played as a winger and it was Colwell that tucked into left back for the Liverpool match. Pochettino did use a back three in that one, which is a system that he might change in gimmick two, but Chihuahua's worth owning regardless of system. He assisted De Sassi's goal and he also scored a 1-on-1 one -one against Allison, but it was chalked offside. The midfield is Martinelli, Saka, Mitoma, Fernandes and Rashford. A quality assist from Martinelli to open proceedings against Forrest, assisting Niketia. It was two quality moments that decided the match really, his assist and then Saka's goal from outside the box. Arsenal racked up just 0.83 expected goals in total, something I'm hoping to see improve against Palace. Arsenal looked dangerous offensively though all in all, the goals are coming. Martinelli mostly played wide that match, Havertz mostly played in midfield. In terms of potential changes by Arteta, we might see Gabriel and Tommy Asi join the start in 11, with Timber and one of Havertz or Nketiah potentially missing out. Saka was the best player on the pitch, and I'm glad that those that were brave enough to bet against Haaland for captaincy still came away with good points, surely a seasoned keeper barring injury. Against Forrest, he created three chances and he took two shots inside the box. Mitoma created 5 chances last game week and he racked up 0.64 expected goal involvement. Semedo was absolutely quality against Man United down that side, so it's going to be a very interesting matchup between the two. I really rate Mitoma, but I was impressed by Madison, Mbuma and Diaby, who all did well last game week, so there is some potential to move him on with the fixtures turn in a couple of weeks. Despite blanks from the Man United pair, there's no reason to panic. Ten Hag's going to feel Man United got very lucky to come away with 3 points and he'll look to address that in game week 2. Perhaps we see a change in personnel. Garnaccio had a pretty poor game, so perhaps Martial plays through the middle and Rashford moves to his best position down the left. He didn't look very threatening playing through the middle. He looked far more threatening when he was popping up on the left hand side and cutting in. Bruno's underlying numbers were actually still pretty solid in game week 1. He created 3 chances, 0.72 expected assists. Without a doubt, the Man United pair will remain in the team for a minimum of the next two game weeks, and after that, Holland is expected to be back, so who knows how Man United will look by that point. Spurs look really vulnerable game week one, so my feeling is that there should be a fantastic game between the two. While Wolves are very defensive, and understandably so, this one should be an open game going at one another. The front two is João Pedro and Haaland. So Pedro played as number 10 as expected against Luton, continued on from the promise he showed in pre-season. He pops up in really dangerous areas and as we know he's on penalty duties having scored one. We'll talk more about him in a minute and the transfer plans. Haaland gets the captaincy again then. If you're a Salah owner then it's a bit more of a decision. If I did have Salah he'd definitely be my captain. Could be the make or break week on Salah versus no Salah. If you didn't get him then for most people it did mean you end up with the likes of double Arsenal mid and double Man United mid. Whereas if he didn't get him, then he is the stand-up captain and a great hedge against the crazy ownership of Haaland. It shows that they just got the price completely wrong again, despite him costing the joint most ever, along with Henri, Ronaldo and Van Persie. If he'd been 15 mil, then it would have really been one to think about more. 
but instead we've pretty much got a 10 man game for the foreseeable future since there's no rank to be gained from Haaland. Onto the bench then, which is Pickford, Shaw, Udogi and Mibama. Shaw versus Gabriel's a slight headache, but based on what we saw in Game 1, I wouldn't be surprised to see Man United concede, and Arsenal less so, and I'm expecting Gabriel to start. So in terms of the transfer plans, the team looks well set up this week, and the plan from before the season kicked off was always to roll, so no transfer this week, and I'll take two into Game 3. Two back transfers is such a powerful position, especially this early in the season, so let's talk about a few players that are on the radar. With 1.5 mil in the bank, that's exact money for João Pedro to Jackson, who is home to Luton in game week 3. He really impressed me against Liverpool, don't be put off by the one-pointer and certainly don't sell him. Madison and Richarlison are also on my radar, potential mid-time replacements. Madison was excellent against Brentford and Richarlison showed some promise. Postacoglu said, quote, I thought Richarlison worked hard today but we didn't use him enough. So it looks like they will be focusing more and feeding him more chances and at 7 mil he could be great value, I'd be inclined to hold if I had him. There's also potential to move Mitoma on for another 6.5mm mid after the fixtures turn, like Eze or Mbumo. With De Bruyne injured for several months, Alvaro has just become a very tempting Jao replacement as well for 6.5mm. Keeping it flexible now, let's see how the landscape looks after Game Week 2. Let me know what your plans are below and make sure you're subscribing to the channel for more content every week. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.